0: Scuba the podcast for the inquisitive diver.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Scuba Goat Podcast, your ultimate destination for all things related to scuba diving and the ocean. Today, I am joined by two incredible local women who share a common passion for exploring the underwater world and displaying it through their lenses. These ladies not only pursue their independent projects but have also collaborated to form Liquid Lens an initiative that aims to empower and inspire women divers to showcase their underwater photography skills. Now, I'm super excited to have them on the show and to share their journey as scuba divers and professional photographers. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. Cheers, ladies.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the show. Thanks for inviting us. I can't believe I'm
1: cheersing with water. I know, it's bad luck. I'm not drinking the water. (laughs) 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 Mm. Mm. On a serious note, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Good, good. Um, so, we better let these nice people who are listening know who we've got in the studio. So, why don't we go from left to right? You Wait. go left. Yeah, uh, go for it.
2: <laughs> I'm uh, Vanessa. I'm underwater photographer. Well, Vanessa Torres-Machos, how people know me. And um, I own an underwater photography store in Bondi, in Dives in the Bondi.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm Talia Grace, and serious hobbyist when it comes to underwater photography, and yeah, loving it.
1: <laughs> Happy days, and we've we've had a few photographers on the show now, and you know, especially people like Don Silcock who comes in, and has 15 beers, gets pissed, and talks about <laughs> photographs all over the world. But um, unfortunately, I missed the um, display that you ladies put on in the was it a cafe in was it in yep. Bondi?
2: It was no, um, that's Waverly, right? Or yeah. Um, yeah, Belaggio yeah. Cafe. Yeah,
3: yeah. From
2: um, owned by Alex, who actually is she's a dive instructor. Used to work in dives in the Bondi as well. Yeah. Be- helped build the biggest or uh, the deepest pool in Dubai as well.
1: So. Oh, he was on that, was it? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh. She was there for five, five she, or six years. Sorry. She, Alex, yeah. Mm. Um, crazy German Alex, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> You're okay. gonna regret that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just no. I didn't say that, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> But I did almost call you a bloke. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. no, I got, um, you see seen that there? I ended up with a, I got an infection and ended up in A&E. So I think um, you and Ivy had, had um, communicated and I said I was going to head down and have yeah. a look at the display that weekend. And I ended up in A&E getting surgery. Oh, so that yeah. was me out of the water for a few weeks and sitting at home doing next to bugger all.
2: Oh, sorry yeah. to
1: hear that. So am I. I was looking forward to seeing that display.
2: It went really well. So, it did. It and did. we missed tons of people because there were so many people that we didn't end up seeing everyone. Or at least I didn't. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There might be another one down the track. Exactly. We'll see.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And that was up for a month?
2: Uh,
0: so the opening, yeah, was one day and then we... No, went, two months. And then it was it stayed open for two months. For two months? Yeah.
1: yeah. Fucking hell. Mm. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah.
3: yeah. Good
1: on you. And um, just thinking back to AusDec, I know you had some photos on display for that so you you won a few didn't you
2: yeah so it was due to the Oste competition which is so far the only one that I enter that's something we can talk later we really
0: had can to I push her really? into it. yeah, really? yeah. Uh, she, she could nail so many nah. underwater photography competitions yeah. but she
2: just the
1: pressure it. the pressure so <laughs> I,
0: I, pu- I pushed her into that one a little bit it took a bit of convincing but yeah she did so, well
1: so you had shots in there as well
0: N- um no I, I got shortlisted and yeah, she and she beat her. Oh, she, of course she did. <laughs> of course she did. That's
2: Vanessa. <laughs> no, yeah. good on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and had the stall as well.
1: So, yes. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I, I was running around with the microphones.
2: Yeah, I remember, and you I kept were going to come you. and yeah, I know. It was just crazy. I think busy. I came to the
1: stall like five times, yeah. and you were off. You mean, you mean, you mean, talking to someone.
2: Well, we were the only <laughs> underwater photography store there. So yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: It was a good show for you, then.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And I also managed to do my first ever, like, real workshop for for other unknown people. So I was very, very happy with uh, the weekend. So thank you, Sue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sue has sat exactly where you are right now. Did you? Thank you, Sue Crow. (laughs) (laughs) She does a marvellous job. Mm -hmm. She does. does. Yeah. Mm. Hey, let's back it up a little bit. And, uh, in fact, let's back it up a lot and find out. Uh, how you guys not only got behind the camera but also ended up underwater Mm -hmm. so who who wants to start first
2: you go Talia.
0: yeah me okay (laughs) um so i actually got my dive ticket pretty late it would have been seven years ago Mm -hmm. and my ex-boyfriend bought it for me so something good came out of that that right Right? (laughs) there you go so yeah so um that got me into it and then you know became a holiday diver like most people do you know not taking it too seriously and then I hit Ningaloo Reef with my mum and I had nothing but a GoPro and that's sort of when the penny dropped and I was like okay this uh, GoPro Seven's great but it's really not gonna get me what I want so I think I need to bite the bullet and invest in a bit of a system and just spiraled from there. And that's how I got into photography, and it's been nonstop.
1: So that was seven years ago.
0: No, so that would have been four years ago.
1: So you okay? So you started diving, and then three three years later, changed up to the a bigger system. Photography, yep. And you're now shooting on what camera? You're on.
0: Uh, so it's a Nikon D850. Oh, you're not great Nikon. camera.
1: Another fucking. Nikon. Are you a Nikon as well? No. For that. <laughs> the enemy. Yeah. No, get, no, no. I, I love Nikon. I get grief from Nikon. Don. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don's a Nikon lover. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. You know. Love Nikon. But uh, uh, cool. yeah. Happy okay. days.
1: Nikon 850. And you're in a Naughty Cam housing? I sotter. I sotter.
0: It's the only way to go. Oh. Just saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thalia.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, that's how me and Vanessa met because she's my supplier. Oh, no way. Yeah.
1: But a supplier in a good way, not in a bad way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she takes all my money, but...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know what you're thinking about, but it's not that type of money. Yeah, not that kind of... Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: And how about you, Vanessa? How did you get into diving? Um,
2: Yeah, it's funny. She said GoPro 7. When I started diving, it was GoPro Mac 1.
1: Um,
2: (laughs) So, yeah, mine is a little bit longer, so... I actually started scuba diving in the pool when I was seven with my dad. He grew up here in Australia and he took back home all tanks and whatever. But, anyways, my real diving started exactly twenty years ago,
3: oh, yeah.
2: and uh, exactly the same thing. My boyfriend bought it for me, and. Not very keen on it, you know. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, let's do it. Mm. And then absolutely loved it. The first few years, you know, first three years, I was not as keen as Talia. You know, I think in the first three years, I did 25 dives or something like that. Oh, nothing. Nothing, yeah. Wow. And uh, then I became an instructor in 2006. And since then, I've been working in the dive industry. I was, for the first 10 years, just mainly scuba instructor, Managing dive centers, I met my partner in Mexico in two
3: thousand
2: and eight mm. he was an he's an instructor as well, and we worked you know all over the place and It was when I was in Egypt when we were working in the Liverpools, that I started seeing all of these people you know carrying these massive cameras and mm. thinking, hmm, you know I would love to do that, but yeah, it's never going to be me yeah. too complicated, too difficult i'm never going to be good at it and it's only when I got to Australia that used to work in coastal water diving in Western Australia, and um, we had a very good... um, um, We could get stuff cheaper from Olympus, and that's how I got started through Olympus. And, yeah, that was 2011, and, yeah, so 12 years ago. And for me, it's been great because, you know, I've kind of evolved from being an instructor. You can get a little bit... I don't want to say bored, but, you know doing the same thing all the time so when i picked up the camera it just it's given me a new lease in life if that mm. makes sense and yeah,
1: yeah. it's 100% a, a i mean I, that's one of the reasons i moved away from uh teaching mm. i just got bored to fuck with it um i still honestly. love it
2: i still love it but you know doing open water courses every single yeah. well, at least two or three times per week it can you know get a little bit more boring um even though i love teaching But So now I only teach underwater photography or if I need to teach people, it's in very specific, as in teaching diving, it's Mm. in very specific situations.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think personally I would teach again Mm -hmm. um, now that I've had a break away from it because it was the monotony, like you say, Mm. of just doing it the same old thing every single day. And people think, oh, it's fantastic. You live in the dream. You live on a beach. You go diving. You have a beer in the afternoon and the evening then you get up and do it all again. Yes, you do but you don't see the environment you're in because you're constantly doing the same routine yeah. and rigmarole, and it does become boring.
2: Well, yeah, and Sydney is a little bit different because I've worked in tons of tropical places where you do get that tropical mm. feeling, but Sydney is not a tropical place, so it's, no, you know, no. you, you still have traffic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyways, I, I still love it, you know, being in the dive industry for me is, yeah. it gives me the feels, so. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And your sh- what cameras are you shooting on then?
2: I'm actually shooting in a Micro Four Thirds in an Olympus. And I've been shooting... Well, this is my third camera since then. Um, Isota as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that, funnily enough, just because I'm shooting with Isota, got me to where I am right now as a business owner. Mm. And uh, But I'm just about to make the jump to Sony. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Why Sony? Um, just because of... I don't want to get boringly technical, just... The autofocus is fantastic and um, the brilliant cameras and, yeah, I could have gone for Canon, Nikon. It just happened to be that I had to settle for something. I've made my decision. So, Sony, it is.
1: Hey, and look, we're going to be talking about photography. Don't don't give a toss about (laughs) getting too technical. If anyone's listening to this, they're going to be listening because of photography. So, they want to know that shit.
2: (laughs) As I always tell my students, it is not... The racket that plays tennis, it's the monkey. Very true. Mm. So it doesn't really matter what you have.
1: Yeah, mm. indeed. So you're working in the business. You're working in, in diving. Mm-hmm. Talia, you're She's not in the working. industry at the moment.
0: It's a labor of love for me. <laughs>
1: Are you getting there? Are you going to be uh, doing a jump? Or?
0: Uh, I'm just sort of taking it as it comes. Um you know, I, Vanessa's heard me say this a million times. You know, you got to trust the process, which is what I'm doing right now. It's mm. a world of failure in the, uh, especially in the underwater photography industry, as far as you know, making it. Mm. So I'm just taking it one step at a time, trying to get um, the ball rolling. And it's slowly, slowly happening. But um, it, it takes time
2: and you just need to be prepared. I'm just going to say one thing I'm going to interrupt. She's a brilliant photographer. Oh, that, my God.
0: Yes, <laughs> like, I always say she tells everyone this.
2: but Because it's true. She's absolutely brilliant <laughs> in good. photography. That's yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. Do, you, do you scroll through and see photos? like? Uh, do you see those photos from Daniel Sly from the weekend?
0: I did, yeah.
3: From
1: the dives that we were all on? Yeah. And I looked at it, I thought, yeah, I got two, maybe three reasonable shots out of the dive. Yeah, yeah. And then Dan puts those up. I'm like, fucking hell.
0: <laughs> that's
1: insane. Yeah. yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. Did you get any? I didn't take a camera that day, actually. No way. Yeah, yeah. I heard
2: that. Un- unbelievable. You know yeah. what, Sometimes
0: it's good to go without a camera just to... No. I know. It's, it's, it's a rarity. It's a rarity. But it, it does happen. And sometimes you just got to absorb the dive. Mm. And there's certain sites that I would never go to without a camera, but... Off a boat in Sydney when the viz isn't doing too much for you. It's, I mean, Never. look, it, it was whale season. Never. Maybe I would, you know, but.
2: Yeah, they told me and I thought, who is
0: this person?
1: <laughs>
0: I was happy I didn't. Let me put it that way.
1: Yeah. Did she tell you that we had to go and pick her up as well?
0: Oh, stop it.
1: Ooh. She didn't tell you, this. We weren't know. that
0: far off. Oh yeah,
1: it's only about half a kilometer off the dive site.
0: Luciano pointed us in the wrong direction.
2: <laughs> also, blame it on Port Totally, C- it's all his oh fault. My- all
0: his fault. <laughs> Look, I normally do that as a shore dive, yeah. and I know it backwards. But jumping off a boat and starting in the middle, it was hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Which made it backwards, so you ended up in the wrong fucking place. Well,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Luciano's fault. Just saying. Blame it on the Italian.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah,
2: happy days. Yeah,
1: indeed. So um what's what what's going forward? What's uh, what's the plan? What's the master plan?
2: Yeah, well, <coughs> excuse me. The master plan is that I clearly need a second person to be able to do everything that I want to do at my store, but a second yeah. Vanessa. A second Vanessa. Yeah, um yeah, I think that more exploration if possible um trying to get my partner back in the business as well. Thank you, Rick. You're very supportive. Um, Yeah, and just uh, try to grow this dive community. Well, I don't want to say dive community, but this women underwater photography community around Sydney. And, yeah, just get more stuff um, happening, because I know that it's very easy to start in underwater photography, but it's very easy to get stale, Yeah, you know? So... Just um, Talia and I masterminding the the thing, yeah.
1: Okay, you're being very elusive right now. Let's <laughs> nail it down. What the fuck are you doing?
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: the, the thing is called Liquid Lens. Yeah, Just okay. put that out there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> super let's, important. Let's
1: talk about Liquid Lens. What is Liquid Lens? What's it all about?
0: You um, go? it's essentially
2: something we started.
0: How long ago now?
2: Um, so I think it was October 2021. Right, okay. So it's a year and a half ago. Yeah, and it's
0: essentially championing women in water photography, Mm -hmm. just sort of creating a platform for them to be showcased and seen and heard. And, yeah, it's been really good to see what's come of it and how the women have been so supportive and gotten involved. And it's just good to see content from them because Mm. there are some people who are super quiet in the community and then you see what they're able to bring forward and you're like, wow, Mm. you know.
2: Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, and just clarifying that we're not excluding others. We're just trying to push an area mm. that lacks a little bit more. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to say motivation because it is, it's not, yes. yeah, or maybe just putting stuff uh, out there and don't not being afraid because you know I suffer from imposter syndrome tremendously. <laughs> uh, but just you know valuing what you what you do, and the only way that you can improve is by putting yourself out there and just you know. I have this saying, or oh, I once heard a rabbi saying that the only way that you can, you need to be like a lobster. So A lobster. A lobster, yeah. Which is funny because it's not kosher, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a rabbi. <laughs> it's a video out there on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so he says that the only way that the lobster grows is by being uncomfortable. So, you know, they have this outer shell and it constricts growth. And the only way that they can grow is by shedding that uh, shell. Mm -hmm. Of course, now you're completely exposed. You know, there's no skeleton uh, protecting you, but you start growing and then you grow a a new shell. So the only way you can grow is by being uncomfortable. And I think that women, and that's something that, you know, I talk to my twin sister about this all the time. There's two of you. There's two of us, unfortunately. (laughs) It's scary. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're just afraid um, of failure, you know, and we're afraid, oh, no, no, I'm going to stay here in my little bubble because that way, you know, it's going to be okay, but you can't grow. Hmm. So we need to be like the lobster. Just on that point, I just, um, I'm just i a huge fan of
0: a photographer called Paul Nicklin, and he just released a masterclass, and he's, he's an absolute genius, this guy. And he was talking about how 95% of the time he goes out and he does a shoot, and 95% of the time he fails at it. So if someone like him fails, well, then I think it's okay for us to fail too, and we just mm-hmm. got to give it a go, and that's mm-hmm. sort of what it's about.
2: Yeah, so we're not trying to exclude you know, the male population yeah. at all. Um, I just think that they find the way a little bit easier than than us. It's more of a male... So, scuba diving now is actually quite even. Even Still, it's more of a male um, uh, industry. Yeah, dominated yeah. industry. Yeah, thank you. Sometimes I forget <laughs> words, so...
1: That's all right. I do too, and I'm English. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, yeah, we just... Yeah, so we're not excluding anyone, but we just need that little push in underwater photography. It's even more male dominated and if you then get scuba diving, underwater photography and technical diving, it's even, you know, more male uh, dominant. So just a little bit of a push.
1: Mm. Um do you think that's because the male of the species is the more competitive? The more open to say, look at this awesome fucking photo I've just done. And you can quite clearly look at it and think, yeah, it's decidedly average. (laughs) And a woman that's got a bit more (laughs) intellect would say, I'm not going to put this into a competition because it's decidedly average.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just find that for whatever reason, you know, like. I meet tons of people now that I'm or I've been in the retail business for a long time and usually it's men that have hobbies, mm. you know, and women sometimes don't have as many hobbies, so they depend a lot, oh, you know, my partner is not really they're doing something this weekend and I'm going to be bored. Well, then get your own hobby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we just need a little bit more of a push. Not everyone? Mm. Absolutely not everyone. I mean, this woman is a mad diver. She spends more <laughs> time under the water than um, on the surface, but I just find that we need a little bit more of a push.
1: Mm -hmm. And how are you doing the push?
2: Um, So, unfortunately for both, we do have a side business, right? So we just can't dedicate this as much time as we would like to. Um, But I think the way that we're doing it is by creating this platform. And, of course, you create the platform, and if you don't do anything about it, then it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, But we're trying to do it through um, competitions So last year at
0: OzTech, I'm not sure if you saw, but we held a competition for all the women out there that want to enter water photography. We had five categories, I think it was. And they got exhibited there. Uh, The winners got exhibited there.
2: Um, But we also want to do workshops, um, kind of like get-togethers. We also do uh, feature artists. So next month, um, actually tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow is March. Uh, So next month, um, we have the new three featured artists coming out. So we want to create blog. We have some blogs out there. So just kind of trying to put people out there. And I know that it's very difficult because now social media, you know, everyone has social media and there's so much stuff out there. Mm. So um, as Talia says, trust the process. Mm. So we're going to do it slowly, but we want to do it actively. Yeah, actively. Mm. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay so what's uh, what's what's on the near horizon then for liquid
2: what's
0: liquid Lynn?
1: yeah what's the next thing that's coming up
0: well Like Vanessa said, we want to do a workshop. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we say what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So we're we're looking at – we've been trying to find someone perfect for it. We want to do a surf photography workshop.
2: Okay. Which would be completely out of our comfort zone. Totally, which is why we want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Lobster. Um, Lobster, exactly. (laughs) Um, So that's something we really need to, you know – do because mm. we've been talking about it for about six months now Yeah, mm. um, we're going to, we every year we're going to hold a competition so there'll be another competition uh, towards the end of this year starting yeah, I, mid-year
2: it'll it be held as well at
0: Bellagio Cafe, yep. thank you Alex Yep. <laughs> um, and then we want to do a shootout event um, at a local dive site where everyone gets together, they shoot at the same site, we see what, what comes of it and we sort of do a placement mm-hmm. and then, you know, just Bring community together,
2: maybe doing a barbecue or something like that. And networking, I think that that is key. Yeah. You know, like if I can give someone a tip, it would be don't burn bridges and or as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just with meeting people is how things happen.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure, mm. everyone crosses paths for some reason, yeah. and and in this industry as well, it's so fucking small. Mm. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, oh, that's true.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, isn't that the it's truth? Yeah. Quite scary. Actually. It is very scary. <laughs> 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 it can be a good or a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You Okay for beer? Are you okay for beer?
1: I'm all okay. <laughs> I've got a little bit left. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I still have. <laughs> you got your water? I've got my your water. quality H2O. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hmm. Tap water.
1: Mm. Okay, um, so Australia Underwater Images, or Images, what, say it <laughs> is it AIA?
2: So my company, yeah. my, Aquatic Imaging Australia. Yeah, AIA. I know the most complicated, it, it's actually a lot shorter than the one before, because I...
1: What was it before? Was it, was it, it, was it Spanish was, or something? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Her name. <laughs> <laughs> it was Down Under Aquatic Imaging. Okay. So... I kind of added one word, took out another one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. Okay. Yep,
1: And that's so. And you... Because, I mean, when we first met was when I jumped on the course with Gareth Locke. Yeah. And you were were working out of the dive shop there, and you had your, your little bits and pieces. And it wasn't long after that, I saw you put up a post and they've officially allowed you to put a banner up out the front or something.
2: Yeah, thank you, Duncan.
1: Yeah. What's the what's the background on that one? Are you are you now kind of partnering the, uh, no. in the displays?
0: <laughs> this is a sore spot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. good.
2: So, yeah, no. So I actually used to manage dives and the Bondi. Yeah. And um, then I stepped out for a few years, came back for the weekends and stuff like that. And um, when... Pete Lightowler, which was the previous owner of uh, Down Under Aquatic Imaging, gave me the opportunity to take over this business. Thank you, Pete. Um, I said, sure. And since I'm a Bondi girl, dives in the Bondi girl, I just asked Duncan, the owner, if, hey, can I have a display? I think this can work mutually. You know, I, there's going to be customers coming through here, and I'm also exposed to people there. This is the only exposure that interests me. <laughs> <laughs> Um and yeah, he said sure. Like he was the most accommodating person ever, and he's the one that actually told me, Vanessa, it's time to put the sign outside. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all his fault.
1: Good man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't have a clue that you were in there until I walked through that door. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Um, it's been actually Talia. Uh, is the one that um helped me with the with the sign. So um and her lovely yeah. merchandise. Exactly. Thank you very <laughs> My much. My full time job. <laughs> she dresses me. <laughs> um so so yeah, because I've been there two and a half years. So and um the displays are growing slowly, taking over good. a little bit the
1: shop. Good, good. Mm. You do t shirts?
0: I do. Which is why I was admiring really? your handiwork on uh, on the weekend. Do you, do you like that? I do. It's yeah. great. Have you yeah. seen the back? Hey,
1: have you seen the back as well?
0: No, you talked about it though. Want to want to turn around? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all my designs, but I'm I'm looking for. That. We'll have to talk afterwards. Yeah. Talk, we'll talk. It, if it's fucking expensive, I don't want to know. I'll
2: sort you out. Don't worry. Yeah. all good. Yeah, and I need, I need a little bit of merch. Yeah. This is, you know, networking. It works. There you it, go. Does. It, there does. Go. it does. It does. You know,
1: <laughs> I get these in from Germany. Why? Oh, wow. Because it's it's cheaper than here. Everywhere I found here, so far, I've found here. so far,
2: Exactly. I,
1: I, I really want to. And I've got some that I've got lined up that are within Australia for, yeah. for bri- providing the T-shirts. But they're still fucking expensive. So I, I, people just don't want to buy them. So yeah, okay. we'll, we'll chat and see what the prices are like. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm sure they'll be good because, yeah. you know, we've got a Spanish lady here sat wearing a T-shirt right? that you've done. And
0: doesn't it look great?
1: It does. It's awesome.
0: <laughs>
2: My own design.
1: Oh, we're going to go down that route, are we? Yeah, yeah. Hold on you a see, moment. See, we've
0: got to turn around. Showing is caring. Oh, that's oh, cool. Nice. Very cool. Yes. Love it.
2: Love it. Excellent.
1: Very, very cool. I've called it the logo of legends.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It's what I made up for Oztec. Um, so, oh. everyone's, or uh, the names that are on there creating the, uh, the, the goat logo are the names of the people that were on the show prior to me.
2: No way. Yeah. Damn, we were too late. So right? you missed out by about yeah. four months. We yeah. might have to create a 2023 <laughs> version.
1: Oh, well, version 2.0. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, let's just get back to the diving a little bit. Mm. You're obviously an instructor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, preferences: Paddy, SSI, RAID.
2: Um. Well, TDA? I no, no. I'm I'm a paddy instructor, so that's what's you know allowing me to, or gave me the opportunity to to work. Mm. Um, but I'm a GUE diver, and that's kind of the philosophy that I follow when I go diving. But teaching is is party, or, and now, of course, I run my own underwater photography uh, workshops.
1: Mm. Yeah, I want to get into that one in a minute. Mm. Yeah, What about you, Talia?
2: Um. Mm,
0: TDI slash GUE. I'm okay. not sort of set on one philosophy, but... But you're Paddy as well, right? Uh, I guess. Some points in the My punch. rescue course was through Paddy. My mm. tech courses have been TDI. Yeah. I did Fundy's GUE, which was a game changer for me. I can't rave enough about that course. So. What's that? Sorry? Uh, fundies, Fundamentals. <laughs> okay. Changed my diving from... I mean, I thought I was a decent diver before... But after Fundies, it just took me
2: up through the clouds. Which is a fantastic course if you're a photographer. It is so good. Yeah. Really? Yeah,
1: 100%. Explain. Why?
0: Where do I start? I mean, so you do a course with Paddy or TDI or whatever, RAID. Um, They'll pretty much pass you no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't focus on fundamental things that I cannot live without when it comes to diving, like... Good buoyancy, trim, awareness, skills like shooting a bag, sh- like shooting an SMB. Mm-hmm, yep. I didn't shoot an SMB on my open water or advanced course. I think mm-hmm. the first time I shot an SMB was three years ago. Okay, And I've been diving for seven. Um, GUE sort of focuses on all those essential things that make a good
2: diver. Mm-hmm. So, And and if you don't perfect it, you don't pass.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I do find, I mean, Paddy has had a big change on some... Um, some basics, like for example, SMBs are now uh, mandatory okay. on courses. Because I did was, mine a while ago. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine was, you know, I, online didn't even exist. And I do find that with other courses, you know, like TDI, RAID, or INTD or whatever, it just it's a lot more the instructor that you that you get. So you get super good quality training. Um, and I do find that there's tons of divers out there from these organizations that are just absolutely masters of diving. Mm. Um, It's just that GE has a different philosophy, and they have more control over the instructors um, because, you know, you get renewed every three years, and standards are more stable. In saying that, In in the 20 years that I've been diving, I've seen tons and tons of people from other organizations that, you know, take care about how they dive, buoyancy, trim, you know, awareness. So I wouldn't say so much that it's the organizations. It it goes down to, you know, the instructor that you get. So my Mm -hmm. recommendation for people is if you don't want to do GUE, you know, you don't have to do GUE, but just make sure that the instructor that you get is an active instructor. You know, these people have to be. Doing some exploration and just being active divers, because if you get an instructor that only teaches, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get the full spectrum of what you need to become a good diver. So you need to... Same thing, you know, if I'm teaching underwater photography courses, if I don't shoot, then what am I teaching my students?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's one of those things that, um, I mean, it, it, it's come up on the podcast quite a few times and it... Me personally, I think it it really doesn't matter who you learn with um, agency-wise. And like you say, it all points at the instructor. Mm. Because if that instructor is an awesome diver underwater, it could be an absolutely fucking arsehole on the surface. And you're not going to learn from an arsehole if you you clash um, Mm. characters. Mm. So you need to find someone that's going to be enjoyable to be around and someone that you're going to absorb the information that they're – Effectively, passionately giving, mm. you know, if someone's just passion, stealing up exactly, passion. You, you've got to have definitely. that passion Yeah, there. passion. If you've not got that passion, you're not going to, you know, you know, you're not going to pass it on. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just wish that there was no, you know, conversations about, oh, I'm GUE, oh, I'm INTD, oh, I'm TDI, I'm better than you. No, know, we, we're all here for the same reason. Mm. We all want to take care of the ocean and we all want to have fun. But the lawnmowers need to get better training.
1: <laughs> the lawnmowers. Yeah, you know when you see people down there and they're just <laughs> destroying
2: everything? Those yeah. are the ones that need to get training. doesn't matter the organization, just get get yeah. good training.
1: Yeah. Find some fucking buoyancy.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 100%. yeah,
1: It's like those, um, I've, seen, I've seen them a couple of times in my years.
2: Ooh, oh, I, I keep on seeing them every single year. Every yeah.
1: Year. And especially when people are doing, especially when people have got a camera in their hand.
2: Mm. It's my yeah. pet
1: hate it's my yeah. absolute pet. I actually banned a guy from taking his camera on dives on the liverboard that I was running in Thailand done, because it was that bad
2: I've done that in Egypt when I was working as well yeah, yeah.
1: absolute danger mm. Mm. <laughs> which needs me nicely onto yeah. teaching and cameras um, the courses that you're doing yeah let's talk about those what are you doing
2: um Well, I teach underwater photography courses, and at the moment, it's more catering towards basic... um, So people that have never touched a camera in their lives Mm -hmm. or those that maybe have a camera, but they have just basically, you know, pointing, pressing the button and shooting, um, moving kind of a little bit into manual or just, you know, adding lights or strokes or whatever. So... Just more of the of the basics, and you know, there's other people out there that are doing advanced courses, like for example, Matty Smith. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not quite there yet. I, Imposter syndrome, maybe I don't know, <laughs> but you know, I just uh, I'm more in the basic area teaching people. Not because I consider myself basic; it's just that I feel more comfortable. You know, just bringing these mm. uh, babies into um, into the world. Yeah. So,
1: to be honest, I've been considering it. Because mm-hmm. I think I know a place uh, that
2: you can go to. Oh, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Mm. Yeah,
1: Ken Tongpilar macro mode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, Ken <laughs> is fantastic, like <laughs>
1: fantastic.
2: No problem there.
1: <laughs> There's um, work for
2: all of us, yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: no, I mean, joking aside, I mean, it's um, I think it's a, it's a huge, huge niche within the industry that well, the photography, the dive in photography sector. Um, people just don't they don't go and learn they go they get a camera and they go and play
2: yeah because you don't need to you know like it's like yeah but scuba diving right at least in for example in new south wales mm. in when i was used to live in when i used to live in wa you don't need to but here you need a license to go diving so mm. it kind of makes sense that you have to go somewhere to to learn but with a camera when you go buy a housing i never ask people or i never tell someone sorry i'm not going to sell you a housing because you don't have a license mm. right um, so it's not mandatory. So it's not regulated the same It can't be regulated.
1: No, I, th- I, I, I think we've got a, I've got a cross-communication oh. there. What I mean is people will uh, be divers and yeah. they decide they're going to take a camera yeah. to get all the photography that they want and they produce all those little shit videos that go on reels and their <laughs> little shit cameras. Oh, no. You know, all that kind of stuff. And it takes so long to learn how to actually get a really nice shot. Mm. And if you try and do that on your own, yeah it, it takes even longer
0: on that point when I was just starting out I learned I took about five different courses so you know Maddie Smith I did two, two three courses through him actually uh, Gaetano I did one through uh, Nicholas Remy did a course with him to learn some more experimental techniques um, and you get something different from every mm-hmm. single person and that's sort of what helps you grow so yeah you can go out and you can just sort of fool around and, and you know maybe figure it out, but it you know, it helps.
1: Yeah. So and, I, from and, the uh, pros, so. I think what you've done there is excellent because you, you can cherry pick. Mm, and I, and I, I do. always, yeah. And I always taught, you know, taught, I always told my instructors that were working with me, um, over the years, you know, go and follow that person, go and follow that person, listen to that person and, and just cherry pick the bits that you like and you can formulate your own way of doing things. Your own exactly. style. Yep. Yeah.
0: hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So I noticed on your website that you're doing your own in-house photography, um, courses
2: mm-hmm.
1: away from Paddy and all those kind of people?
2: Well I still have Paddy courses. Yeah. It's yeah. just they're a bit more expensive because they have a certification. Mm. So some people are not interested in having a certification.
1: Yeah. Well, you don't need one, do you? It's no,
2: absolutely you don't. Yeah. But there's some people that like collecting cards or they like having a card.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We all know those people. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. So is it? was it uh, two courses that you've got?
2: Yeah so I run free diving uh tasters mm. and then I've got a scuba diving uh workshop yeah. Mm. The free diving at the moment is just one day and the scuba diving can be one or two days.
1: It be quite a cram in one day, eh?
2: Well, it just it's very very free diving photography now that I've, you know, I can say that I'm quite proficient uh, at it. Um, it's very, very, very different to scuba diving, and you've got the advantage of being able to talk on the surface. Yeah. So you can run them very differently. So it's just complete different type of photography. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And yeah. is it the um, is it the freediving when you do all of the uh, kind of modelling shots that you've got on display on your your photos?
2: Yeah. So so, so yes, but I also have so another of my services is I provide portrait shoots and I specialize Mm -hmm. on underwater pole dancing. Um, and that's when I get my models in the pool and I get people, I sometimes have these ideas that I want to do. And then of course I go to my, um, my models. I've got three that I regularly use and I cherish them, (laughs) um, because it's very difficult to train them. And, um, and then of course I also get them in the in the ocean um but I try not to do any more randoms because it's too complicated and then people want photos and I just work with the people that I that I work and if someone wants to get a photo from me then um they just need to uh, pay me for it yeah yeah give me a pounds yeah for exactly your dollars. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> okay so super super excited and then <clears throat> I've got some stuff planned uh, overseas for, for next year. Mm-hmm. And I can't really say just yet because I haven't finished, you know, the the details. So I don't want to say, oh, we're going here and it doesn't end up happening. Um, I'll
1: get you there. <laughs> you know, I've got a travel company.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> Damn.
1: Yeah. I did not know that. Nomadic scuba that leads expeditions.
2: Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Good, good. Good to know. Very good to know. Ladies and gents, I hope you're enjoying the show. And as a very quick reminder, the Underwater Club will be launching later this week, and you still have time to enter the pre-launch giveaway. Now, it's super simple, and you have the chance to win some awesome prizes. So, I'll put a link in the show notes for you, and good luck with the competition. Let me know if you win a prize.
2: Um, and I'm also going to Friday. In June, that there's also some spots uh, available yeah. for that one. So, uh, Stradbroke Island.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going there in um, April. Mm, yeah. nice. are, are you on that one? Uh, no. Oh. Oh, unlucky. No.
0: Well, <laughs> in June, I'll be in South Australia for the yeah. giant cuttlefish migration.
1: Oh, you're going down there? Yeah. Yeah. That comes up on this podcast so often. Mm. It what? It comes up on this podcast so often.
0: Well, it's—I mean, it just got named a World Heritage Site yeah. as well. And um, I've been wanting to do it for years, but I've always been somewhere else in the world. So I've made a yeah. point this year to do it. So.
1: Yeah, we were gonna—we were gonna head down this year and do it as well, but um, I've got a Galapagos expedition
0: Ooh.
3: Uh, in July about that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I've got to kind of offset it and maybe do the cuttlefish next year. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's the problem. It's right here, so. It's yeah. easy to put off.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's – it's. Um, everyone says, oh, yeah, it's easy because you're in Australia. But hold on a moment. Getting from here down to South Australia isn't a short trip.
0: Oh, it's – you know what? I actually find it surprisingly not so painful. Do you drive? No. You I you mean, fly? That's, I fly. Of course I fly.
1: All right. How long's the flight?
0: It's like an hour and a half, two yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: From the UK, that's the middle of Europe.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I I love South Australia. It's got a special place in my heart now. So, yeah. big fan of the Leafies there and uh, Southern Blue Devils and, yeah.
1: I, that's why I'm, I'm so desperate to get down there and dive. And I just don't find the time or I can't warrant the expense right now.
0: Yeah, mm, um, fair
3: enough.
1: But I do need to get down there. It's the, the Leafies are my target Yeah, and the Great Whites. Yeah. You know, I've spoken to Andrew about it several times now and, I'd love to get on his boat and just jump in the cage and get get on the deck 20 metres down.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, let me know if you go, because that's oh, yeah. also... Yeah. yeah. Bucket list. Want to do the whites? I went once and there were no, no sharks. So, oh, really? Yeah.
1: Well, there's, there's going to be more. There's going to be more. I had um, Leonardo Guida on the show uh, five, six months ago, mm. and he was explaining to me that um, the great whites in uh, South Africa are, are getting more or less frequent... And they've noticed Ooh. a migration because of the water temperatures. <clears throat> and they're moving more from South Africa over to South Australia. Oh, okay. So they're seeing a, a larger population of, of whites down south.
3: There you wow. go. Yeah.
1: Okay. Which is going to be interesting because there's also nurse sharks that are migrating south. And I don't think there's anywhere in the world where great whites and nurse sharks have kind of inhabited the same hmm. location. That's mm. interesting. So it'll be interesting to see what yeah. goes off. Hmm. Shark fights everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get those on camera. The, the new
2: Sharknado, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Happy days. Mm. And so with the expeditions, are you going to do that on a, a, a regular frequency?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be at least one or two <clears throat> per year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Watch out.
1: Maybe maybe we should talk.
2: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, there's, um, there's, a, there's an element of my uh, travel company that I'm branching out on, and I've got much like ourselves, dive pros around the world that want to do the same thing. They want to go dive in these amazing locations and not spend a shit ton of money, and are happy to organise it. Mm. So um, we're using nomadic scuba as the springboard. Yeah. So people are going out and, and going as agents of nomadic scuba and leading expeditions. Mm. So Don's considering it for Papua New Guinea. Oh, okay. um, I've got Tim in Thailand that's going to be doing various locations. Tom in England that wants to do South Africa and other people over in Mexico. Well,
2: that South Africa is in the horizon, it looks like it. Have you done it? No, it's, don't want to say too much because what if it doesn't happen? It's um, It's a trip that I'm considering for
1: for next year. What, the sardine run or?
2: I don't want to say it. Why? <laughs> because I don't know if it's going so no, it, it, to happen. No, it out. will
1: happen. If you say it, it'll happen. <laughs> okay. If you avoid it, it won't happen.
2: Well, it's just that I'm toying between <coughs> a few destinations, so it's hard. Um, What's the
1: destinations then?
2: Oh my God, he said he was look, going you're to. you pushy, look at you. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm interested. I want to know where people want to go.
2: Well, it's toying between three things, which is Canada, Mexico, and South Africa. So
1: Okay, okay. Mm. So, what's the pull to um, Canada? What's the attraction there?
2: Um, different, well, the cold water being mm. one, um, but some of the not so well known wrecks. Okay. Well, they are well-known, but maybe not so many people dive them if they are out of North America. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then a pull to Mexico, the cenotes?
2: No. So, well, yes and no. So, yes. So, partly the cenotes… Um, yeah, partly the, the cenotes. Yeah, and it's kind of the country where i Well, it's the country that I met my partner. So okay. we absolutely love it there. And yeah, we always have kind of that... We gravitate thinking about, you know, Mexico. And we've been back. We did uh, some cave training. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. You know, I, I just said, no, I'm not a cave diver. But my partner, Rick, wanted to do it. Yeah, ticking the box, you know. <clears throat> when the instructor said that, I told him the same thing. You know, I'm just ticking the box and then absolutely fell in love really with the caves in Mexico it's just it's just a different world it's mm. you're there and you know that you don't have an exit um straight to the surface and you depend on the team and just how light bounces off the the structures the water the color of the water it's oh absolutely amazing
1: yeah yeah i enjoyed mm. my time down there mhm um, but I've mentioned it a few times now. I got a little bit bored in, mm-hmm. the, in between the entry and exit points. Okay. You know,
2: not um, if you don't. If you have a camera, you wouldn't.
1: <laughs> no, no, I have my camera with me. Ooh, um, okay. So I was taking shots. But um, no, I, w- I was more excited with just seeing the, the beautiful sun rays coming through the, mm. the water. And, well, you and, should and see and some of the photos
2: that Talia came back with from Mexico. Yeah. Absolutely incredible.
0: I mean, I'm sort of keen to see what she's talking about when you go deep into a cave though to be honest I mean I I did a lot of the caverns with the sunbeams coming through and it's very beautiful but there is I did one there called Dreamgate cavern and you you go pretty deep into it and it's very decorated and that's sort of an entry into what Vanessa was talking about about Mm. going into these super decorated caves where you're going what 300 meters in without a an exit point and I don't. Well, there is an exit point, but
2: it's not But it's not that
1: way. <laughs> but but uh,
0: I definitely see the appeal of what she's talking about when it comes to that.
1: I, um, Jeffrey Glenn, he's a, a techie diver. He, when he was out and doing the snow teaser, doing some sort of photo shoot, and he was modeling for people. Mm. But they, they, were. he was explaining to me how they set up all the, the strobe lighting mm. and the back lighting and all that kind of stuff. And I think that if we were to go to, back to the Snoties and say, hey, Matt, we're going to do this. I'd be really interested Well, in that's that. the
2: thing, that that's what I did. You yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. call them my light bitches. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but, you know, thank you, Joaquin. Thank you, Rick. Um, yeah, it just, it gives such a different
1: perspective. Rick, Rick does a lot of bitch work, doesn't
2: it? Yeah. <laughs> poor Rick.
1: <laughs> Love you. <laughs> and then the, the the pull to South Africa is?
2: Um, oh, my God. <laughs> just the sardine run. Okay, and some safari stuff.
1: Yeah, I can hook you up on all of those. Okay, we can. Um, a, a, there's a, a, a fantastic couple that that work out of Port St John's, and they are the only people that are there full time, twenty four seven, three hundred fifty six days a year.
2: Okay,
1: um, and she's in the women Women's Divers Hall of Fame. Oh wow, um, Debbie Smith, and they run um, a fantastic outfit, and have you done the sardine run already? No. Okay. It's, you might get 10 dives in a week. The rest of the time, it's snorkeling, jumping in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I
2: know that this is not for the faint of hearted. Oh, yeah. You need to be fit because you're jumping on, off, on, off the boat. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You'll freeze your tits off (laughs) and think, what the fuck am I doing on this little rib in the middle of the sea, chasing up and down, waiting for a a pilot over the top to tell me where to go. And just as you think, fuck it, I want to go home and have a cup of tea. It goes off. Yeah, I and know. And when it goes off, it is amazing. I know. Amazing.
2: I know. I know. That's that's the reason adventure.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah. And it's it's certainly one to get on. You've got to do it. <coughs> of the of the three that we've just commented on, we, you've got to do that.
2: <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it's on the work. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll give you all Debbie's details. Put you in touch. <laughs> you can Speak to her. Yeah.
2: Thank She's you. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Of <laughs> course. Cool.
2: What's next? Mm. What's next? Um, well, you did send us quite a few questions. Oh, so we've got to do yeah, those, haven't yeah. we? <laughs>
1: Hold on. Let me get my glasses on. I can't see anything. I'm getting old. I've got my. Fi- I've got my fiftieth next year.
2: Ooh. February
1: next year. I'm fifty years old. I can't believe it. Well
2: looking good it's all I, over then
1: apparently <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah I'm this woman is in her
2: 30s and you know <laughs> sorry <Yeah>. don't, <laughs> don't be a hater. don't there. be a hater
1: <laughs> 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 okay so the 10 questions yeah that, that most people get all right we'll do them one at a time just go left right left right left right yeah that, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah or jump in if you get excited Mm. Um, okay, number one. Um, how do you describe your job, stroke pastime, as a diver to people who are not familiar with the activity? Left.
2: You're left. <laughs> he looked at you. Um, it's super easy now. I mean, everyone, almost everyone knows about uh, diving. The only thing is, and it sounds kind of... I. I Kind of weird to say, you know, because I now have moved on to the professional side. And the only reason why I'm professional is because I make money out of it. It doesn't mean, you know, that I'm better than anyone else. Yeah. It's just when there's the money exchange, you know. Um, But um the, the question more now, it's not so much, what is it that you... it's It's more, how do you get there? Like, how can you make money out of underwater photography and diving? And when, you know, when I say... Or when people ask me what I do, I just say I'm an underwater photographer. But there's so much behind it because I do retail, I do courses, trips, uh, photo shoots. So you just need to become the master of many crafts and um, just be strong. And at the moment, you know, everyone takes photos, everyone dives. So it's a very open and uh, well-known industry um. So it's very, very easy to explain. I dive. I get under the water, and I take and I take photos. It's hard for people to understand how you make money out of it. That's the
1: hardest. Yeah. 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 Is it, do you not feel like it's getting it harder and harder to make money out of it because of um, social, social media, media and yeah. then you've got all the
2: yeah.
1: all the software that's helping you know your post edit or your post shot edit. Um,
2: but it's great though. Like if you think about it, you know, when I remember when I was with my previous boyfriend, that we had a Sony Cyber, can't remember what it was, and it was a 3.2 megapixel (laughs) camera, and my sister and I bought him a 256 megabyte card, and we were like, oh, my God, this thing is incredible. (laughs) Um, It cost us, like, I don't know, 150 euros, you know, crazy. Anyways, and... um, completely lost what I was saying. What were we talking about? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> social media. Yeah,
2: yeah, and, so, yeah, yeah, social media. So um, before it was a lot harder to to take photos just because there was not that much available. And now even the phone, you know, you get the phone mm. in even a shitty casing and it takes incredible photos. But remember, it's not the racket, it's the monkey. I go back to it. Um, but um, it just it's very saturated. It's so saturated and everybody, you know, as soon as somebody says, hey, you know, can I use one of my, yes, yes. You know, everybody wants to showcase their photos. So photos are given for free everywhere. And then, of course, you lose the value because when things are free, you know, people don't care about it. Mm. So it's just very hard at the moment to make money out of photography. Uh, so you do need to become very resilient and outsource other areas. Mm. And I'm slowly trying to get more into um, commercial um, photography or um, or shooting. So I've been super, super, super lucky to be working with some productions. And um, one of them was the latest movie, Blueback. Mm-hmm. Um, go and watch it in the movies, guys. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that you need to become very much... Uh, Uh, doing everything and anything. So it's not just taking photos. You can make money out of it, and I know people that make money out of it, but it's very, very, very rare.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you you guys on uh, Pexels? Have you got a Pexels account? No. What do you do with all all the shit photos that you don't put on your social media?
2: (laughs) I don't show them. Yeah, me neither.
1: (laughs) I put mine on Pexels. There's like 1.7 million views. Where does that get you? Well, they they get to people can download them for free, and you just put a link in there. If you want something better than this, heading over there.
0: I don't even think I'd give my shit photos away for free, to be honest.
2: <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Unless the there's free, money involved. The Sorry. free word doesn't work. That, that doesn't well. exist. Yeah. No.
0: The amount of money you pour into what we do, yeah. nothing. No, I'm not giving anything away for free. That's for sure. <laughs>
2: Unless, unless there is something in the horizon. You know, when people mm-hmm. say, hey, sure. because I get tons of questions, say, how can I have one of your photos or give me this for free? And like, if you, t- because I'm going to give you, for me, you know, this word that I dread, which is exposure.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I have now resorted after talking to some of my fellow photographers saying, if you think you're going to give me exposure, let's do this. I'm going to charge you now. But if you give me exposure and it translates into you know cash because I don't pay my bills, yeah. you know just from the air, <laughs> from the I money actually, tree. yeah. Um, so if there's proven exposure and I'm gonna get money through it, then I'll return you know your investment in me. But mm. there's so much of give me stuff for free and everybody's you know everybody wants to showcase their force, which there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. Um, but at the moment I've reached a point where I can't really do that for mm. for free. Yeah. yeah.
1: Jason Fondis in Panida. He um we were talking about this last time I was over there. And he gets so many people from Instagram and TikTok. You know, I've got one point seven, two point seven, ten million people following. Mm. I'll come and dive with you as long as it's for free and I'll mm. give you all this exposure. Mm. He fucking hates it. <laughs> that word <laughs> first thing he says, Oh, that's really good. That yeah, that sounds great, that's fantastic. What's your ROI? And they're like, What? Well, what's your return on investment? Uh, what do you mean? Well, you want me to give you this shit for free? Mm. How many, how many people of those ten million people are following you come to me? What's your conversion rate? Mm. And he's never had a, a, a right answer out of it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, look, a lot is educating, <laughs> you know, because people don't actually realize. And I know, you know, that if somebody says, "Hey, give me one of your photos," it's going to end up in National Geographic. Who wouldn't want to have that? And it's mm. so hard to actually say. No, I mean National Geographic is different. I don't know if I would say no to that, but just a small magazine that wants my photos for free, then I'm also a small business, and mm. this is how I survive and if people want my business to be there for their needs, you know because I have my retail space and it's good somebody needs a clam they come and pick one up or a housing or whatever so if we could all support these small businesses that actually. Make something for for well, they, we're giving us service. Um, then they need to invest in us if they want us to survive. So hell yeah, mm, yeah, mm. controversial topic, right? right? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking
1: love it. Yeah, you know? and it needs talking about. Hmm. And it's it's the biggest system as well. It's not just photography and and small businesses like yourself. It's it's the operations as well. Yeah. Dive Center Bondi. It's a big operation. But However, it's still a
2: small business. It's still yeah, yeah. a
1: small business. And there's that constant fight to try and find the balance on what a customer is going to pay because some dick walk down the road has reduced the prices because mm. they want to cut corners and get shit ton of people yeah. through the door.
2: And customer service, man, I have to say that I'm willing to pay more for customer service. And, and I think, Talia, that's something that you've always said mm. the same, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, mm. I'm, 100%. In, I'm,
1: I'm in there as well. Mm.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd, I'd much rather pay an extra 25%. Um, uh, ryan up in newcastle he, yeah he's the same he's adamant he wouldn't
2: Ooh, he... ryan and us have something going on right mm-hmm. oh really oh yeah
1: what's that then <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't you, know if we can talk about it well, yeah, you, you I think, can, I think can. we can I'll, yeah, yeah.
1: I'll message the douche later
0: yeah. <laughs> and he got a bad rap with that laugh. Yeah, laugh
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I I feel for him because I'm a macho so as a little girl being a macho is not great <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah so we're working with him to do some CCR courses for the female underwater water. The female diving community. So he's mm-hmm. been very, very kind and helpful. And um, yeah. so he's, pitching he's, that through good so, lens.
1: Okay. So what you mean is that you've mentioned it to Joe, when she's told him he's doing it.
2: No. Well, <laughs> actually, he did say that Joe had mentioned, or maybe I actually spoke through text uh, with Joe. So I think that Joe has influenced him, but he yeah. was actually the one that reached out. Yeah. So and saying empowering women, but he did mention Joe.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, great behind
2: every man people. there's a woman. You know?
1: Yeah, I know. yeah, no, they're great people.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, what about yourself? Do you remember the question? No. <laughs> How do you describe your job stroke pastime as a diver to people who are not familiar with the activity?
0: Um, to be honest, it's really hard because I don't remember what my life was like before diving. Wow. Yeah, really? seriously. Yeah, um, I think I was uninspired and very bored and then i just found it and it's sort of like a a therapy and and a community like our community in sydney is amazing Mm. um and just a passion you know especially with photography it's it gives you a purpose Mm. so yeah i think all of those things are really important and you know whether it be diving or sailing or whatever it is you need whatever that is so for me it's It's a passion A
2: passion, Mm. yeah now i don't ask the question anymore what do you do i just say what is your passion because well well, yeah that's the thing when people
0: ask me what i do for a living i almost don't want to tell them what my job is because that's i mean that's not what i am who i am it's i'm a diver you know what i mean so yeah
1: Mm. I, i kind of stumble over it still you know and I started the podcast I'm like well what am I am I a travel agent Mm. am I an expedition leader yeah I'm a podcast host Mm. so the amount of times I I, I got caught off guard so many times I'm like (laughs) well um, yeah I'm I'm me yeah and I talk about diving a lot Mm. you know Um, so you're a
0: diver first
1: oh fuck yeah (laughs) yeah my happy place is in the water yeah Mm. definitely
0: I think for all of us Yeah. yeah
1: yeah okay Number two, we're going to start with you here, Ali, oh, no. so, you, so <laughs> Vanessa can forget this one. Okay. Um, can you share a memorable, memorable diving experience that stands out to you as the best you've had?
0: Mm. This is a hard one for me to get my head around because there's there's a few. Yeah. Um, I think three. Can I can I say three, or is there one?
1: Well, you're not the first person to say. I want to say three instead of one. Really? So go for it.
0: Okay. Um, so I think. One of the best moments I've ever had was we were in Swansea, actually. And uh, we went there because we'd heard there's a, a dolphin hanging around. And we were like, oh, let's let's just go check it out. You know, best case, we find it. Worst case, we get a good dive in. Um, we get there. The current is raging. I mean, you guys, I don't know if you've dived Swansea. But when no. the current goes, it mm. rages. Mm. Um, so we get there. It's raging. I'm holding on for dear life onto this piece of debris. I've got my head down because I don't want the water brushing, you know, sort of like an impact zone. So my head's completely down. The next thing I hear my buddy screaming mm. through her reg and I look up and this dolphin's face is right next to me, looking okay. at like okay. straight in my dome. And I was like, I cannot believe this is happening.
3: Yeah.
0: How close? Um, Hey. How close? Maybe 30 centimeters. Fuck. Yeah. And this beautiful thing just hung around for about 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, dodging and and it was beautiful, great. So mission success with that. Um, second one was seeing a seals give birth at Clifton Gardens.
2: Oh wow! What?
0: Oh yeah, not just once though, like two or three times. Wow. Yeah.
1: Seal's giving birth in Clifton Gardens.
0: No, no, no sea horses. oh sea, oh, sea- horses. 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 I said seals. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, seahorses Seahorses, okay. I All wish,
0: right. I wish seals That would have been really good <laughs> um, And then my third is probably in the Maldives um, I went down to a cleaning station for mantas There were about 12 of them um, Two were pregnant mm-hmm. um, And then a mating train started Which was pretty cool And yeah, just being around that many giants Was mind-blowing So yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah those are the three that sort of stand out for me Good on, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What about you, Vanessa
2: Funnily enough, when I read the question, I thought, it's <laughs> three.
1: So, oh, there you <laughs> go. Three it is.
2: <laughs> I mean, I have tons of others, but um, because I've seen all type of wildlife. But um, two in Australia, actually, and one in Spain. And the one in Spain is just a beautiful wreck down in Almería. And um, usually it has terrible conditions. And we just happened to go down incredible conditions. There were mola mola swimming around and... This massive school of maybe like three or four hundred eagle rays just on each side, stern and bow of the boat. And it was during my instructor course, actually, and came up, you know, raving. Oh, my God, you guys need to get in the water. Just go, go, go. They go down. No mola molas, no ray, terrible (laughs) visibility, just in a span of 10, 15 minutes. So that one was incredible. And then. My first encounter in Western Australia, just by luck, with a grey white. Yeah. Uh, that that yeah, that was. I uh, we hugged the reef. Um, I wonder why. Can, <laughs> <laughs> and finally, enough in WA, you can actually catch uh, stuff with um, in scuba. So the the guy that we were diving with found a big lobster and grabbed it with the hand, didn't have a bag or anything, and just clipped it in his BC. So he had this massive lobster <laughs> alive clipped in his BC. Meanwhile, this great white was coming, and that was with my <clears throat> uh, Rob, the teacher, and my partner, Rick. And then the other one here, in actually in, in Sydney, that we're exploring a reef that is quite deep. It's between 68 and 90 meters, and we ended up finding a little fishing boat that had sunk, uh, it went quite viral the the whole thing. It ended up in a helicopter rescue because we got lost. It was just like a massive thing, but you got the, lost well, yeah, well, yeah, we got lost. The skipper was looking somewhere else, and um anyways, at first, hopefully never again helicopter rescue, but it's funny because the guy came on the winch down, you know, and there was four of us. And we had, you know, a like rebreather, scooters, camera gear, all the tech. <laughs> like, Do you guys want to come on the on the helicopter? I'm ready to, you know, pull you up. And we looked around at $100,000 worth of gear. And mm-hmm. uh, no, we're staying here. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Send <the> so,
2: boat. <laughs> yeah. But then we ended up finding the owner of the fishing boat and he almost died. You know, it was the whole story. It was just absolutely incredible. And then, of course, the... Westpac helicopter, we ended up doing a bit of a fundraiser for them because it's a free service in New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: So um, We're going to have to unpack this one a little bit Um, because that sounds fucking amazing.
2: Well, I I wouldn't say amazing because I honestly thought I prepared to spend the night at sea. I did not think they were going to find us.
1: Yeah, back it up a bit, though. What do you mean? What what were you going diving on?
2: Uh, Like the reef, you mean? Yeah. We were exploring the peak. It's just four nautical, nautical miles out of Sydney. Okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful, deep uh, reef. Okay. And difficult to get to because, you know, conditions can be very challenging. But it's just these massive canyons that you would think maybe are bare, but they're just covered in white soft coral, sponges. Um, and we've been there with incredible visibility. Mm. and it's just absolutely beautiful and you know the thrill of going deeper mm. um but I've I think the maximum I've done there is 79 okay. but some of the boys managed to get down I think to 90 which is kind of the bottom that we found but it's tough to to get there you need to have great conditions yeah. um and we've learned a lot from our mistakes doing that reef um but it's just stunning absolutely stunning and for photography landscape is just which is what i like you know big wide landscapes yeah it's incredible
1: so that dive itself when you went how did it go tits up was it on the way back up and
2: no so you know now that i think about it there's so many things that it was just a bit choppy but beautiful day and Mm -hmm. we were keen to get there because it's hard to get there and I was messing around with my camera when we were on on the boat, but apparently when we threw, or when they threw the, um, the line with a big, you know, these big, massive orange buoys, mm-hmm. the buoy went under. Okay. So that, you know, shows that the current is ripping. I didn't even notice, you know, I was busy with my camera. And then when we jumped in the water, super ripping current, but it was like 40, 50 meter visibility. It was just absolutely insane. So... The other two guys had dropped in earlier than us. My partner and I were there. And, you know, we saw the reef from, I think, from 12 that we were doing a gas switch. We could see down to 60. wow, And we could see, you know, through the ripping current, like, and we didn't have scooters. Big mistake. Um, (laughs) And we could see the reef disappearing. And we said, okay, we have to gun it down. Uh, And, you know, went down there. And then we just went with the current. But obviously... Now, in hindsight, with a ripping current like that and doing such a deep dive, thinking of all the deco that we're going to be doing, mm-hmm. we should have actually aborted or at least launched the SMB earlier. So tons of mistakes that we learned from, we learned, in that we learned so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then you, we just happened to um, find that uh, that fishing vessel and current ripping, we couldn't really stay. I just managed to take a few snaps, got a very, very cool shot. Uh, didn't see them again, you know, and it happened that we found the other couple, the other buddy team there, then did our ascent, and they were a little bit longer than us, and then did our, you know, deco, got to the surface, and when Rick and I surfaced and we look around, we could not see land. And we <laughs> thought, mm, this is shit. And then we happened to see the other couple, the other buddy team doing deco next to us. Like, what were the chances of seeing them again? And one of them carries a flag. So my partner went down, grabbed the flag. And then we were looking at the shipping container. And he said, okay, so plan B is the shipping container. And I thought, what are we going to do? Knock on the hull?
3: (laughs) Like, excuse me,
2: can can we jump on this thing? Anyway, so these other guys were wondering while they were doing deco why the boat was not there. They come up. We're trying to explain what's happening. And then this massive whale, you know, just shows up from under the water. And they didn't even see it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, one had a radio. We ended up calling the helicopter. The helicopter didn't know that they were actually talking to us. And we could see it. And the helicopter was north, far, far, far away. uh, And we were south, far, far, far away. But we managed to. um, Holy shit. Yeah. When, When was this?
1: 2017.
2: Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend. Like, I thought, (laughs) (laughs) I thought, yeah, we, here we go, Tasmania.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Carry a PLB every time you go deep now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) And funnily enough, carry your SMBs, people. But the helicopter told us with four big SMBs, you know, the 1.8, 1.4,
3: 100
2: meters from where we were, they couldn't see us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, pink is better, by the way. Buy pink yeah. S- SMBs, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's a fabulous story.
2: No. Oh, yeah. I mean, now um, I tell it, and, you know, the story is fantastic, but I honestly thought they were not going to find us. Like, we were yeah. far, far, far away. Yeah. And the only reason why they found us is because we were talking to the helicopter
1: with the radio. Do you know how far you were by the time you got back onto the.
2: Yeah, so an extra five nautical miles south and one extra nautical mile east.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, so that's very, very long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I bet the captain on the boat was shitting himself.
2: Yeah, I don't think he had a very fun day. And, you know, having to make the call of calling the police because it was the. Po- you know, we ended up with the helicopter on top of us, the police boat, and I thought, oh, God. Yeah. This is. I. Don't want to be here right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but To be fair, good shout out to the cops, though, because they, they've got some outstanding vessels, haven't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. But I have to say, you know, the Westca, Westpac helicopter free service, yeah, and well, obviously cops as well. They were all wonderful, honestly. Yeah. Like, hands down, amazing team. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think anyone's going to beat that story this season mm, on the podcast. I don't know. You never know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you never know.
1: Fucking hell. What's the be- What's the thing that you remember most? Oh, been evacuated by a helicopter five yeah. nautical miles. Well,
2: didn't end up evacuated because we wanted to stay with the gear. But
1: yeah. I, t- I, a d- I didn't take a helicopter ride. Right
2: rotating, yeah. I'm carrying
1: my camera. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Too expensive.
1: <laughs> Good on you. Okay, Talia, back to you.
0: No, we've got to start with her now. Why? No, I've right, talked yeah. enough.
1: She's had a look at the question. <laughs> Um, If someone wanted to pursue a career similar to yours in diving, conservation or science, what advice would you give them?
0: Trust the process. Mm. I keep coming back to it, but it's true. I mean, you get into diving or conservation or any of this, you're going to get hit back more times than you can possibly imagine. It's hard work. It's, you know, stressful and you don't get much out of it aside from, you know… Your love from the ocean and all that. So, yeah, just trust the process and Go with the push flight. through it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Short, short but sweet
2: answer. Mm. Yeah, mine is very short as well. One of them is you know don't burn a bridge. Yeah, and you need to be if you need to be immersed in this.
1: Yeah. Oh, you've got to be. Mm. If you kind of slide away from it a little bit, then it, it disappears very yeah. quickly.
2: And be you know like she says, trust the process, but. Persistent and knowing that there's gonna be times that you're gonna fail, and most yeah. of the time, yeah. Yeah,
1: but failure is good.
2: The lobster,
0: it hurts. There you mm. go.
1: Like, oh, it hurts high folk. Yeah, but it 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 gives you a learning curve for the next time. Mm.
0: Mm. That's right. Yeah, mm.
1: Mm. I love it. Okay, let's move on. Um, if you could change anything about the diving industry ooh, <laughs> or scuba diving in general, what would it be, Vanessa? We're going to start with you.
2: Yeah, well, I wish that it was a better paid job. And that way, you know, okay. there would be, um, you know, because there's incredible individuals out there with incredible knowledge, incredible skills that can't make a living out of this. Because, you know, you get the $199 courses to learn to dive. And we need to think in Australia, wages are quite expensive. And. So anyways, the whole wide world is just it's uh, we're doing a disservice to the diving industry by wanting everything cheap. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that would be one of them that if we could potentially give back the value to to diving and because, yes, it's a hobby and you might think we live in the dream, but it's still a job. Mm. Um, So that would be one of them. And the second one for me, it's obviously maybe very cliche, but if we can take care of our waterways. Which mm-hmm. we don't really do, and I know that a lot of it is down to the government, and but it's just we just take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: Talia,
0: I mean, sort of similar answer, but I mean, I'd say if I'm tackling it from another point of view, it's yeah, I mean, pay our dive our dive instructors more because essentially they're taking care of the lives of of people when they take them under. So, and then you know, pouring more into the educational side of it so that people who are getting into diving take care of our waterways better. Hmm. I mean, the amount of people we see underwater Mm. kicking coral and dragging their feet. And, I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, it ruins I mean, you go to Clifton Gardens and you get these people, you know, like you said, lawn mowing through. Mm. And first of all, as a photographer, it ruins the shot. But second of all, I've seen people... Kicking seahorses and and kicking pylons that have life on it, and mm. so yeah, it just comes down to the education of it, and mm. and you know make, making sure that the instructors and that are taken care of.
1: Yeah,
2: and if we pay the instructors, exactly. instructors more, they will be able to teach
1: better because they'll care exactly because <laughs> yeah. they're not having to rush through courses yeah. to get the money in. Yeah, yeah you can get take your time divers. and mm. make better divers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's something that I'm very. Very passionate about is Mm. the the shit salaries, Mm. and everyone says, "Oh, it's all right. You're you're in the dive industry. You're living the dream." Yeah, no, you are fucking not. You're eating cold noodles in the morning and not eating again for six hours because your salary is bollocks. Mm. You know, (laughs) it's true. Now I'm just thinking back to Thailand. Yeah, Um, but it is true. Um, You know, and and it's it's something that's been driven by the customer wanting everything as cheap as possible. Will actually put some value on it. Put, mm. put some value on the time, the professionalism, and the experience that you're being given, you know, and, mm. and, and realize how much it's worth. Yeah. It's a damn sight more than what they're paying. Mm. And then as for those operators out there that are cutting corners and making it as cheap as chips,
2: assholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's that, everywhere, that's, right? That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. agreed. Agreed. True.
1: True. Mm. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on ways to minimize human impact on the oceans? That's a good one.
2: Controversial. Mm. Well, for me, one of them that is very clear, and I know that it's super controversial, but it's just the amount of fish that gets eaten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, the super trawlers. And I I know that we say that we're stripping the the land, but what we're doing to the ocean that we can't even see.
3: Mm. Uh,
2: So it's kind of, again, another cliche, but... If we stopped eating fish, the way we eat fish and how, you know, we we don't really – and fish is so cheap. Mm. Um, just, you know, get a roll of sushi and you pay five bucks and you get some fish in there. It's just uh, – we're just absolutely destroying it. Yeah. So I would say that that would be one of them. Mm. Mm. That's a big one for me. too. Well, I mean, mm. I,
0: I do eat fish, but I try to minimize it. I mean, mm. Vanessa's a –
2: vegetarian so
1: Mm. you don't eat fish at all
2: no no
1: okay Mm. i do i do at times Mm.
2: yeah no look and the other day i was actually talking um i just came from a shoot in in port douglas with frank gazola uh extraordinaire um (laughs) and (laughs) we're talking about it like you know when you're doing expeditions and you're on a sailing boat in the middle of the ocean if you need to carry cans of beans and vegetarian stuff on the boat, it takes up a lot of space. So mm-hmm. how much easier it is to easier to just, you know, fish for the day, one fish and off you go. So I know that we live a life of privilege as vegetarians here.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: not so easy to be a vegetarian in other situations. It's, yeah. But it's just control.
1: Yeah. I, I've got a few veggie mates that are, you know, veggie 24-7, but mm. they have to you know, change a little bit when they go remote Indonesia, those kind of locations.
2: Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah. Okay, what are your thoughts on ways to minimize human impact on oceans? We just had that one. Uh, has your passion for diving or your industry changed over time? And if so, how?
0: I haven't been doing it long enough, so I really can't
2: give any
1: input on enough. that. Vanessa's
0: been
2: doing it a lot longer, so she probably has mm. a lot more input. Well, for me, the change, I started as a dive instructor and teaching, teaching, teaching. It was good in Egypt because I was just guiding, so that was yeah, a nice yeah. break. But I think for me, you know, getting into photography and then three years ago, just at the beginning of COVID, um, free diving and really? free diving photography is just – and. Well, I also do my portrait stuff, right? That, yeah. But that kind of like different type of photography just absolutely it just gives me gives me life as well. It's very very different, you know. Yeah. But um, I love it and freediving photography is very very cool.
1: Yeah. 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 Is there a particular conservation effort that you are particularly passionate about? If so, which one and why?
0: So there is one that I'm I'm pretty into. It's called Project Hue. And it's run by Madison Stewart, who most probably know as Shark Girl Madison. You've got the hoodie. I do. Um, I've got a lot of other gear from her as well. It's um, essentially she's working out of Lombok, Indonesia, um, which is considered to be one of the main shark fishing areas in the world. Um, you know, worldwide, there's something like, I don't know, 11, 10, 11,000 sharks fished out every hour. Yeah. Um, and so what she's done is she's gone in there and she's basically her idea is to repurpose these shark fishing boats. Um, so instead of them going out and fishing sharks out of the water, which is their livelihood, and let's be honest, sharks are you know we're running out of them. Yeah. Um, they use these shark boats um, and repurpose them for tourism. Mm. So she'll hire them out. She'll get people to charter them and take them out to. Um, You know, um, snorkeling, diving, surfing, visiting local villages, uh, also really importantly visiting the um, shark markets. Mm -hmm. So you can actually go and see what would have happened if they didn't charter out the boat, you know, the boat would be full of sharks, which would end up at the market there. So... I think that's pretty cool. It's a different way of looking at things and yeah, it's a good cause. It's only been running two years now, but Mm. I think it's it's on the right path and can maybe make a difference. She
1: puts out some good footage, doesn't she? Yeah, she's great. She's great. Mm. Do you
0: know her? No, not personally, but she's an Aussie, so Mm. representing.
1: Yeah, get in touch with her, get on the show.
0: Oh well (laughs) (laughs) I'll
2: try my best.
1: (laughs) You can always ask. Exactly. Mm. Networking. Mm. Yeah, there you go. How about you, Vic?
2: I think that everything, everything that is ocean conservation, I'm up for it. Here in Australia, we're trying to, there's a small group uh, saving Norman and uh, um, that some people are behind it and um, just trying to get rid of the nets in and all of the, because it's funny how we talk about shark nets and, oh, you know, New South Wales does this, but we've got the hooks in Queensland all the time, you know, but mm. nobody really talks about it because it's just there and it, it's there, you know, it's been there forever and it, people kind of just forget about it. So it's a little bit how we treat the the ocean and what we can do better. And I'm very passionate about sharks and I know another controversial topic, but we just need to keep those guys.
1: Yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. And it's the, the the nets and the hooks.
0: The drum lines. and mm. I mean, yeah. you know, you see them when you're on a boat out, <coughs> you know, a dive boat. You see them all along the coast. It's just, it's bad. Mm. Yeah. And, I mean, we had that dolphin caught in the nets a few weeks yeah. back.
1: Mm. Mm. It's
0: devastating. And especially with the whales running
2: through.
1: Yeah. That, well, there was
2: another whale dead.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, that dude down your way at Bondi does the, um, the drone? drone shark. Yeah, yeah. it's great. He's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, he he is a shining example of how effective drones are.
2: Yeah,
1: mm. you know, I, I can't see how the government can argue against it. Yeah, and they just continue to ignore it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, hopefully we'll get there one day. Yeah. Um, okay. Of the many safety procedures we have in the industry, if you had to choose one as the most important, what would it be?
2: For me, super easy. Proper training.
1: Yeah.
2: Period. That's it. You dive with the train, Like, you can only dive up to the training that you have, and it has to be good training, which goes back to let's pay people properly. <laughs> yeah. But proper training. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: key. It's a never ending circle, isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about you? My answer was going to be buoyancy because, I mean, it sort of starts at that. You, you know, you're in an environment that's not normal. Um, if you're in control of the situation, you're going to, you know, create a safe environment for yourself and for marine life, so mm. yeah, proper training pretty much, and
2: yeah. Yeah, because uh, how much money have you spent in training a, a lot, lot. <laughs> me too, <laughs> but it's worth every penny, yeah, yeah. every penny
0: yeah mm. from every point of view from a diet point of view, photography, mm-hmm. especially, yeah,
2: because it's the base of everything right it's,
0: it it's yeah. where it all starts, and that comes from good training and Yeah,
1: All those people that ask about how how can I get deeper? How can I dive longer? How can I stop going through my air so quick? Training. Buoyancy. Yeah. Yeah. Training. Buoyancy. Totally. And
0: then repetition, practice, you know?
1: Yeah. And we've got to give a bit of a shout out to RAID for that thing as well because they, excuse me, I don't know if you realize, but it was RAID that forced the rest of the industry to put people into neutral buoyancy for open water courses.
2: Go RAID? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, because party at least has changed a little bit the standards, so I yeah. think it, it just the instructors need to follow. But, mm. Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 Only as good as the instruction you're given. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are your top five bucket bucket mm. list destinations?
2: mm well, for me, Socorro was one of them. So I'm taking that one off. I've done tons of my buckets. Wait, are uh, these ones that we've done or ones
0: that we, want, that we well, want
2: to do?
1: They can be ones that you've done or ones that you want to do. But if you've got your dream list,
0: okay,
3: like
1: I, I in my top five, I know that Galapagos is there and I've been there already, but it's still going to stay in the top five.
2: Yeah. Okay. yeah. I would say as well that cold water, so, you know, canada and the (laughs) Rex. hey sydney is freezing i'm a dry suit person in cuba yeah um yeah but cold water stuff really really attracts me and obviously antarctica as well is in the bucket some of the sardine runs big animals at the moment i'm very much into big animals and i've done quite a few of my bucket list yeah
1: did you listen to don talking about the southern right whales
2: and finally, now we we're talking about that today.
1: Yeah, yeah. That would be a really good yeah. one to get on. Yeah, but clearly you've got to you've got to get some credibility behind you before you can even. It, so go that's the it.
2: thing, you know. Like imagine telling people, "Come with me to this trip that I've got no idea about." Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't be done. Mm. So more.
2: Um, well, it's, it's said that I've done quite a few of them, but mm. for me at the moment, you know, big animals. Uh, Cold water diving and wrecks, you know, I'm a map.
1: Destinations. Let's narrow it down. Yeah. So N- rattle them off.
2: Yeah, Great Lakes. <laughs> okay. Are great yeah. Great lakes. Those uh some of the mines that you can see in in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um a little bit more of the deeper as in what I mean, deeper not down but in. Yeah. The Cenotes and some of the like um um Sardine Run is kinda of up there. Antarctica, North Pole diving under the icebergs, so there's still so much. Yeah, Yeah, it's a very, very long bucket list. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What about you, Talia?
2: Uh,
0: Yeah, Antarctica, definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Truck, Mm -hmm. haven't done that yet. Um, Maldives was one that I've already ticked off, but I'd do it again because it was that epic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, PNG.
3: Yeah. Really? That's very cool. You've not been there yet?
0: No. I mean, I've only been diving seven years, so. Fair. Um, Raja is a major favourite of mine and I'm going there end of the year for the second time so that was and still is a bucket list item Um, yeah I don't know Fiji I want to do Fiji
1: you know what we should do Hmm? thinking about it we should think about doing a little collab okay I I had had Dan Johnson on the show not so long back and he's the co-owner of MV Oceana up in Mm -hmm. Papua New Guinea yep and we discussed going kind of off the charts and doing some exploratory stuff for a week. Rex? Next year. Or Not so much Rex, but okay, really? um, stuff in the Bismarck Sea.
2: Okay. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, because I've been to PNG, but I've done kind of more of the common thing and some planes, but mm.
1: just more of the. You did a um, blackjack?
2: I can't remember.
1: Four, it's down 48 meters.
2: No, we, maximum wind was 40. So okay. it was a little plane. This is uh, okay. one Sean keeps talking about, the blackjack.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Have a look on YouTube and just punch in blackjack and you'll find my video.
0: Oh, Oh,
3: you've okay. done it?
1: Uh, lots. Yeah. yeah. I lived in Tufi for a year. So oh, okay. We used to go down to the blackjack quite often. Yeah, It's good. Mm. Really good. I'd be
0: very interested in that.
1: Oh, just dead sexy. <laughs> I, the next time I got to Tufi, um, I did it. The last one I did was 2018, December 2018. Took a load of guests. And um, we stayed for two weeks. And we did the blackjack, and it's a long run down from Toofi. It's like four, four and a half hours on the boat Mm. just to get there, and then the same back, obviously. So next time we're going to do it, um, we're going to go down on the boat, but stay overnight on the beach because you've got Boga Boga Village there. And amazing people, stunning location. Mm. And they're more than happy for us to pitch a load of tents and, you know, crash out on the boat and crash out on the beach and have a barbecue, or that kind of thing, and then dive it the next day.
2: We need electricity. We need to charge our cameras and strobes. Ah, true. <laughs> How do you do that? That's
1: very. Sunlight. That's very. Important. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> solar panels. Or I was going to say yeah, we batteries. might need to invest. <laughs> yeah, solar panels. It is. Here we go. That's why it's an expedition. Yeah, it's right? off the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: okay. Um, how would you describe the dive community to a non-diver?
0: <laughs> we, what are we, we're, yeah, we, are, we were saying we 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 were talking about this in the car on
2: the way over here. It's um weird? Yeah. Yeah. Clicky? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic? Fan, yeah. Crazy, crazy ass. Yeah. Close, supportive. Yeah. And mainly because if you think about it, the o- most of us, the only thing that we have in common is water. Totally. Mm-hmm. So then you have people coming from all sides I always think if it wasn't because of diving and this can be in every single other sport of course I meet people that I would have never met in a standard office situation you know because usually in the office most people do the same thing Um, but yeah in diving you just get to meet so many people and you know I also hear tons of why do you actually want to be under the water and it's people that like being under the water that get it
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think it's um, it's an interesting one because any sport around the world, you've got commonality. Mm. So footballers, their common theme is football. Rugby players, rugby. Scuba diving, scuba diving. But when you look at a footballer or a rugby player, they've got a certain level of fitness and they're a certain kind of person that plays that particular sport. With diving, there's no particular person, no particular level of fitness just a passion for the sport.
0: Mm.
1: 100%. And, you know, just picking up on what you said there, Vanessa, I mean, there's so many people I've met in the dive industry that I think, on first look, you'd think, no, nah, I'm w- I'm not going to get on with that person. And they end up being your best mm. buddy for a week or two. It's mm. just fantastic.
2: Yeah, and the connections that you may have made or met people that I still, still cherish, yeah. you know, and I will always remember my very, very good friend, Erica, in W.A., um, and first time I taught her how to dive in 2010 or 11 or whatever. And she told, I usually ask, used to ask my students, you know, what, why are you doing this? Why? Oh, I'm just a tropical diver. What we did to that poor woman, you know, <laughs> we just <laughs> took her everywhere. And she always used to say, but I said tropical. I said, I know, I know, Erica, I know, but just trust the process. And, you know, we've taken her to go trails. She's done, um uh, Queen diving, uh, dry suit. We've taken her on all type of uh, trips. And I always tell her, remember you were a tropical diver? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know. So, yeah, it's once the bag hits you, right? It's. Yeah.
1: The bag or the bug?
2: The bug, sorry. B U G. No plastic bags, people.
1: <laughs> good on you, good on you. Well, ladies, I reckon we should wrap it up. Thank um, you. Are you getting hungry?
2: A little bit. Oh, I'm
1: always hungry. Should grab a bit of pizza downstairs before he shuts up. We've got about half an hour.
2: Yeah.
1: Or pasta. He's just made a big. You know, he pasta. said he
2: said that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool beans. Well, it's been lovely having you here in the Thank studio. You Thank you, so you very much. much. And uh, thanks for bringing beers in. I think there's one more left for you.
2: That was Talia. I did. I think not I finished
1: the bowl. anything. Oh yeah well I done
2: have, I have three it's only a day it's only
1: three <laughs> tip top okay um, guys girls uh, ladies and gents if you want to find out more from Talia and Vanessa then just look in the show notes we'll put some links in there for now uh, thanks for listening to the show thank and, you and um, we'll see you again thank bye for now. you
2: bye
0: see ya this is Go under dust the podcast
3: for the inquisitive diver